from the gospel as recorded by St. John. Gospel recorded by St. John. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. John chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. These are the words that you find there. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Amen. I, I want this morning, just for a few minutes, I want to talk from this. I want to talk about the full gospel. The full gospel. The reason I want to talk about it, it's stuff we've heard. We've heard this verse all of our lives. But I, I, I want to make sure that we understand that that is no new term. As long as I have been alive and as long as I have been saved, I realized that I was saved because of my knowledge of the full gospel. The truth of the matter is, if it ain't full, it ain't the gospel. And if it ain't the gospel, it can't be full. There's only one way, and that is through the word of God that we look at the full gospel. There is no other verse, there's no other verse in the Bible that is more well known and loved than John 3.16. The 
one verse, this one verse teaches you and I that eternal life is not earned by begging, crying, praying, working, joining, none of that will give you eternal life. According to this verse, salvation comes as a free gift when we believe on Jesus Christ. For over 2,000 years now, for over 2,000 years, we have watched folk trying to add a little bit to the gospel, twisting the gospel, downplaying the gospel, even denying the gospel. But even after all this time, even after all this time, the truth still reigns true. Whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, my brothers and sisters, this verse still looms as the centerpiece of the gospel message. There's any such thing, if there's any such thing as the full gospel, this is it right here. Anything less is too little and anything more is too much. Look at it. Let's look. Let's look at this story. Let's look at this whole account here. Strangely enough, if you look, starting at the beginning of this chapter, strangely enough, the text springs forth as a part of a conversation between two unlikely people. That's what's going on here. There's a conversation between two unlikely people. One is a theologian. The other is a carpenter. So here is a theologian and a carpenter having a conversation. The theologian, his name is Nicodemus. The carpenter, his name Jesus. Verse 2 says, verse 2 says that this religious man, this religious man came to Jesus by night. Is that in your book? Says he came to Jesus by night. And please let us not get sidetracked at the time that the man came. Let's, let, let's don't spend a whole lot of time. I've seen whole sermons built around the fact that it came by night. Why don't we just praise God that it came? Why, why don't we just thank God that out of all the things that it could have done and where places it could have gone, he came to Jesus. See, my brothers and my sisters, ultimately what matters is not when you come or where you come from. Or how long it took you to come. What really matters is the fact that you came to Jesus. Wonder if I got a witness up in here. What really matters is the fact that one day I turned my life around. Found myself running to Jesus. Listen to what this scholar. This scholar. He, he's a scholar. He's a, he's a Pharisee. He's a scholar. Listen to what this scholar of the word of God says to this carpenter. He starts out by calling him rabbi, teacher. He calls him teacher now. That, that means that, that this religious leader, 
that religious leader is already placing himself in the role of a student. When he calls him rabbi, rabbi, it says that he's already realizes that he is, in this situation, that he is the learner. Now, Nicodemus was rich. He, he was highly educated. and he, he was interested in spiritual matters. He, he, he knew the Old Testament in and out. He knew the works and the writings of the prophets. Matter of fact, that's all he had was the Old Testament. That's all he had was the writings of the prophet. But he also, yeah, although he knew all of the word, he knew the writings of the prophet, he knew the, the Old Testament inside out, but he also knew that there's still something missing in my life. My brothers and sisters, let me just assure you, you can know the Bible from front to back. And, 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 and if you don't have that one thing necessary, You'll always walk around. He is. He, he knows the Bible. And please put a line under that. At that point, he only had the Old Testament. But he knew the words of the writing, the writings of the prophets. But he realized something is still missing in my life. Listen at him. Goes to Jesus saying, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that comes from God. We know that. We know that you're a teacher come from God. Why? Because no man can do the miracles that we see you doing unless the Lord is with him. Are y'all here? You hear what he just said? Listen, listen. You can tell when folk been talking about you. Master, we know. <laughs> you hear that? We know that you're a teacher. We've been talking about you. We know that you are a teacher. We know that your teacher come from God. And we are impressed by your miracles. We're impressed by the things you do. We are impressed with the stuff that we see you doing. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is salvation does not come through believing in miracles. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. I say salvation does not come through believing in miracles. It comes through believing in him who does the miracles. Comes from believing in him. Verse 3, verse 3. Jesus goes right to the heart of the problem. Watch Jesus. He gets right on top of it. The truth is, Nicodemus... Since you brought it up, the first thing I need you to know, Nicodemus, is that where you are right now, we can't even communicate. Here's Nicodemus coming, buttering him up, trying to get something out of him. He's telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, where we are right now, we can't even communicate. Nicodemus, you are seeking religious training but what you need is spiritual insight. Just said something right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 are, you, you come yeah, seeking religious training, but what you need first is spiritual insight. You see, my brothers and sisters, religious training without spiritual insight is totally useless. 
Oh, the tragedy. The tragedy of religious training without spiritual insight. Let me show you how that looks. Let me show you what that looks like. See, you can train. You can train and teach somebody to sing Amazing Grace with all of the right intonations and all in the right key and the right time. And you can teach them every bit of that. And they can sing it beautifully. And you can do that without ever giving them spiritual insight about God's unmerited favor. They can sing it to death. Sing it up. Just sing it. But never understand God's unmerited favor. Yeah, you can train, you can train people, you can train for, you can train people, you can teach them how to stand at the door with dignity, how to hold their hands right, how to let people in at the right time and get people seated. You can learn all the proper signs that you're supposed to know to stand at the door and still never have the spiritual insight that you are imitating Jesus who is the model of servanthood. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, yeah, you can train. You can train folk. You can train and teach people all the rules and regulations of the church. You can teach them how they need to dress. You can show them when to lift up their hands and when to touch the neighbor and when to say amen. But you cannot give them insight, yeah, that you ought to honor God not just on Sunday. Are y'all hearing me? That takes spiritual insight. Jesus basically says to him that before Nicodemus, before we can even communicate, before we can even talk effectively, you must be born again. We can't even talk right now. We, 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 yeah, before we can communicate effectively, you must be born again. Listen to this. You see, Nicodemus, he had been born one time. Of the flesh. That means his mother gave birth to him. He was born of the flesh. And because of that, because he was born of the flesh, he was limited to, to fleshly thinking. Are y'all hearing me? And brothers and sisters, uh, yeah, all of us, uh, if we are only born one time, born of the flesh, our thinking is limited to fleshly thinking. Says, but Nicodemus, before we can engage, in a spiritual conversation, you're going to have to be born again in the spirit. You've already been born in the flesh. Yeah, but I'm talking spiritual talk. So before you can understand what I'm saying, you must be born again in spirit. Are y'all hearing me? Otherwise, we will never, here it is, we will never understand spiritual things. Yeah, it's like, Two people talking different languages. Yeah, one speaking fleshly, other speaking seriously. So Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, he's saying to Nicodemus, unless you are born, unless you are born again, we are wasting our time talking about the things of the kingdom because you will never understand the things of the kingdom. From that, after he said that to him, you, you, you won't even be able to understand what I'm talking about. They went on and the debate went on, about 13 verses, questions and answers. But we go down now to the text. In the process of answering Nicodemus, 
Jesus paints a literary picture of the full gospel. And at the same time, we get a clear picture of the love of God toward a sinful man. Look at this. What is, what is the source? What is the source of true love, real love? What is the source? Well, First John 4 and 8 says, God is love. Romans 5 and 8 says that God has commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, say that again, say that for me, yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Get it now, get it now. God is the one and only source of true love. Say it one more time. God is the one and only source of true love. Third time's a charm. God is the one and only source of true love. How many folk do you know who have been deeply wounded looking for love? Y'all finish it for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many folk do you know who have been deeply hurt looking for love in all the wrong places? I'm here to tell you that any true love must be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another way. No one will ever be able to exercise or express true love until they have first themselves experienced the love of God. Let me say it another way so you can understand it. If they don't love God, I don't get what they're saying to you. Are you hearing me? If they have not learned to love God, they can say anything to you. They will never know how to love you until they have learned the love of God. But then the word points out the extent of God's love. Look at the extent of this love. For God so loved, for God so loved the world. God loved the world so much. Now, let's remember now, this is a conversation going on between Jesus and Nicodemus. It probably came as a surprise to Nicodemus that God loved the whole world. Are y'all hearing me? It, it probably supplied, surprised Nicodemus. You mean to tell me God loved the whole world? He thought that God only loved the Jews. <laughs> Their teaching was that God only loved the chosen people. And so this is news to him that God loves the whole world. And that was really the problem. That was the, really the problem that Nicodemus and all the rest of them, that was the, the problem they had with Jesus. How in the world can you claim to be the son of God and love sinners? 
Y'all hear me? How in the world can you claim to be the son of God and every time we see you, you're somewhere sitting down eating with sinners? But God, through his son, expressed his love for not just Jews, not just one little class of folk, but God expressed his love for the whole world. His gift to the world was not just for some select group of folk. It wasn't just for folk who show up at church on Sunday morning. God says, I love the whole world. But although God, his love is for the whole world, although his love is extended to the whole world, the truth is the world won't receive it. Are y'all hearing me? He loves the world. He extends his love to the world. But the truth is, uh, the world will not receive it. Get it, get it, get it. Look at this, look at this. It's so sad. God freely gives his son his most precious gift, his only begotten son. But the gift must be received. Are y'all hearing me? And uh, that gift is received merely by believing that he is the son of God. Don't you sort of wonder why in the world does anybody go to hell? Doesn't it sort of, don't, don't just don't, don't sort of blow your mind. Why in the world would anybody go to hell when all I got to do is believe on the son of God? Why in the world would anybody, would anybody end up in hell when all I got to do is just believe that God loved me enough Send his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe on him, believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. God, whosoever believe, believe what? Believe what? Now, 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 now. now ask, ask that question. Ask that question in 2017, and especially around Salem Church, where we got all these studying folk. Thank God for studying folk. Somebody will tell you right off, Reverend, here it is, I know. Romans, Romans 10, 9, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Yeah, we got that. We can, we, we, we can spout it out. And, and that's the correct answer. But let's go back to the text here. Let's see the problem in the text here. It's true, but the truth is, while we spout Romans 10, 9 out, Let's, let's, let's think about the timing. Nicodemus didn't have that verse. <laughs> he only had the Old Testament. That verse had Nicodemus never knew that verse. He, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here it is. Nicodemus never had that word. He never had that verse. And the only thing that Nicodemus had was what the prophets had written. Are y'all hearing me? What I'm trying to help you understand, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to help you understand is that you and I, we are believers after the fact. Y'all hear me? Oh, thank God we are believers, but we are believers after the fact. We believe that he died. We believe that he was buried. We believe that on the third day morning he got up. We believe, we are believers after, let me say it this way, we're on this side of Calvary. Nicodemus was on that side. Are y'all hearing me? 
We, we believe it because we read in the word of God. We've been taught all our lives. Yeah, we believe it because, uh, yeah, we're on this side of Calvary. Part of the problem with Nicodemus, part of the problem with Nicodemus was that at that time, at the time of this conversation, none of that had taken place. Jesus had not been to the cross. Jesus had not died. He had not been brought up from the grave. None of that had taken place. See, Nicodemus, bless his heart, he didn't have Romans 10 and 9. Nobody could challenge him with Romans 10 and 9. He didn't have that. But the key was not so much Romans 10 and 9. The key was believing on Jesus. Y'all hear me? The key to salvation wasn't how much scripture was thrown at him. The other key was his faith in Jesus. Oh, my brothers and sisters, the truth is the only way that you and I can believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is by faith. Any believers in the house? Any believers in the house? Any believers in the house? Well, let me just share something with you. Let me share something with you. The only reason you believe that is by faith. Were you there? No. Did you see it? No. Are y'all hearing me? The only reason why you believe it and you stand and fight for it is that by faith you believe it. We, we, we were not there. But by faith we believe what the word of God says. By faith we believe on him based on what the word tells about us. We wasn't there, but by faith, we believe it. And we're saved because of that faith. But our faith is on this side of Calvary. It's our faith, and it's just as valuable, it's good, it's wonderful. But our, our, our faith is on this side of Calvary. Nicodemus had, had, had what we had, what I call faith on the other side of Calvary. But before, before, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even then, even then, although he was on the other side of Calvary, even then, his faith, just like ours, had to be in Jesus Christ, according to the word of God. Y'all hearing this? Am I making any sense? You see, he didn't have Romans 10 and 9. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. But he did have Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. He did have that. He didn't have Philippians 2 and 8, and being found in fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He didn't have that, but he did have Genesis 22 and 8. God will supply for himself a lamb. Are y'all hearing me? He, he did not have, Nicodemus didn't have Acts 16, 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But he did have Isaiah 53 and 4. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrow. But he was wounded for our transgression and he was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his sights. We are, are y'all hearing me? Oh, yes, he had something to hold on. 
So what Nicodemus needed, what Nicodemus needed on the other side of Calvary was the very same thing that you and I need on this side of Calvary. And all that is is faith. Faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The same thing that he needed on that side of Calvary is the same thing that I'm calling on all of us to have on this side of Calvary. And uh, if we can find the faith to believe, then all of us will gain eternal life. Verse 14 says, uh, Jesus, uh, yes, uh, go back and look at it. Jesus has already given them a hint. Back in Numbers 21, he gave them a hint. You remember the people of God were in rebellion. And because they were rebelling, look at numbers sometimes. It says uh, that the people were being bitten by poisonous snakes. And the people were dying because of their rebellion. Uh, and they were being bitten by, yeah, poisonous snakes. But Jesus reminded him, uh, he says, uh, what I want you to remember is uh, what I told the leader back then. Uh, I told him uh, to take a pole. Y'all listen to me now. He, he says, I told him, uh, Moses, I want you to take a pole uh, and then I want you to build a brass snake, yeah, a brass serpent. Yeah, and I want you to wrap that serpent around the pole uh, and I want you to lift it up yeah, so that people can be healed. Yeah. Let me park there a minute and tell you uh, that if you've ever been to a hospital, uh, Look around the hospital, you'll see a pole with a snake on it. Yeah, that represents healing right there. Yeah, but it says, Moses, uh, I want you to put the servant on a pole. Yeah, and then I want you to hold the pole up high. Yeah, and then uh, whoever will look at the serpent. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? Uh, all they got to do is look. Yeah, and live. Yeah. Oh, my brothers uh, and my sisters, yeah. Why in the world would anybody die yeah, if all you got to do is look and live, yeah? Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. Why in the world would anybody die yeah, from a snake bite uh, if all I got to do is look yeah, and live? Well, uh, let me show you something else, yeah. This same Jesus uh, said, if I, yeah, if I uh, be lifted up uh, from the earth, uh, I'll draw, uh, I'll draw uh, all men uh, under me. Yeah. Jesus is just like the serpent yeah, was held on the air. Yeah. I want you to know that I will uh, one day be hung uh, on a cross. Uh, and the message yeah, that I want my people to hear yeah, is look up yeah, and leave. Yeah, look up uh, and live. Yeah, look up uh, and live. Why in the world uh, would anybody die? Yeah, and go to hell uh, when all I have to do uh, is look up uh, and live. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, that I know a savior. I'm glad. Uh, that I've been commissioned yeah, to lift him up. We're living, uh, we're living, uh, 
in a mean world, but we've got a promise. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw, I'll draw, oh yeah, I'll draw all men under me. Lift him up by living as a Christian all. Lift the Savior up for men to see. Trust him and don't doubt the word that he says. I'll draw, I'll draw, oh yes. I'll draw, I'll draw all men. Look up and live. I know it seems like it ought to be harder than that. I know it. Seems like if somebody told you it, they got to take more to it than that. I'm just telling what the Bible says. The Bible says believe and be saved. Now you can complicate that if you want to. But I believe what the Bible says. I believe that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised her from the dead, I shall. That's what I believe because that's what the word says. It would be a shame. It would be a shame to continue to come into the house of God. It would be a shame to continue to come and see him lifted up and not even look. It would be a shame. So today, 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 if you're unsaved, God has just set you up. He just set you up. He set you up today. Just so that you can come today and say, I believe. I, I, I believe. I, I, I'm a believer. He wants to save you today. He wants to turn life around for you today. If you're unsaved, come. If you're already saved, then just straight away. And that happens. If you're already saved and have straight away from you, you just need to come now. Renew that relationship. Somebody ought to be moving now. Pray that he keeps us. That he keeps us near the cross. Yeah, 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 yeah.